Welcome to Tech Bytes, a short, sharp, sponsored conversation on new and emerging ideas of technology. Today's show is sponsored by Arcus, and we're going to talk about a new data center protocol you may not have heard of, the Link State Vector Routing, or LSVR. We'll discuss how LSVR works, how it ties into Arcus's ArcOS network operating system, and what it can do for organizations building cloth fabrics in their data centers. Our guests from Arcus are Kair Patel, he is CTO and co-founder, and Murali Gandluru, VP of Product Management and Marketing. Kair Murali, welcome to the podcast. Let's dive right in on LSR. What is it, and what does it have to do with data center networking? LSVR is also known as a link state vector routing protocol. It's a hybrid protocol in sense that it uses BGP. It leverages BGP for its packet formats and protocol messages, and it replaces its path vector algorithm with something called as shortest path routing, also known as a Dijkstra algorithm. So that's going to be, you're using BGP as kind of like a transport, but where you actually say, I'm going to select the best route, instead of using BGP's path vector, you know, between the BGP autonomous systems, you're using a shortest path algorithm, just like ISIS or OSPF. Indeed. Right. So that also means that you must be doing something with link state because SPF needs a comprehensive graph of all of the link states to be able to calculate one. So that means you must be what, using some sort of like BGP LS? Yes. In order to leverage the protocol that is very IGP friendly or a links uh, friendly, we use link state format, which is readily made available as part of the LS Safi. And link state vector routing, this protocol is with the IETF? It is. It's being standardized as part of the working group that has been created by IETF, I believe, in early 2018. One of the other things, cool things about the standards effort is that it's being driven by both a set of customers and customers, mm -hmm. as well as other vendors as well. Right. So this isn't just something you've come up with to make yourself differentiated. This is something that our customers want. That's exactly right. Now, if I'm using BGP as a routing protocol, I'm putting SPF algorithm on the top and then propagating links. Why would I just not, like, lots of people are using BGP today to do cloth fabrics in the data center, why would I suddenly want to use SPF? What's the advantage of going to all this trouble of bringing SPF into BGP, which does sound a little, you know, you know, assembling something? Right. So in architectures where BGP has been used, it's been used hop-by-hop hop routing protocol, and the peering is hop-by-hop. Hop. This in itself introduces a lot of complexity from configuration standpoint. Now, the architectures within class are moving towards the models where controllers are becoming uh, more mainstream. If you start to look at this architectures, particularly with route controllers in mind, kind of like how RRs were deployed um, or mm -hmm. are deployed in service provider world, you would move the peering, which was traditionally hop by hop towards a centralized route reflector type peering model. Mm -hmm. This not only simplifies the complexity in the configuration, but it also gives operators a central point of command and control, whether they need to monitor the routing state, whether they need to do effective DE, so forth and so on. And if they move to this particular model, then a need of an IGP arises. Okay, so... The the point here about BGP is that it uses this path vector protocol. So once the packets are handed off into the next AS or autonomous system, you don't have any visibility into what's happening. But at the same time, using a link state protocol means you get lots of visibility about the hop, but you have this problem where you're now running two protocols. So you get BGP and OSPF. So BGP uses path vector to calculate routes to get the best route. But if I'm using link state, then that 
actually gives me the ability to see more about the network itself. I see the whole network, not just the part of the network that BGP and my local routing table lets me see, right? That's correct. And what's the benefit of that then for building my data center fabric? Most of the operators do want to avoid code bloat. What that translates into is if you have a flavor of PGP that can actually carry the link information and provide a graph-based algorithm to act as an underlay, then you would end up having a single protocol that would take care of overlay routes as well as the underlay routes. And LSVR tries to achieve that. Mm-hmm. So you're now carrying link state over BGP. So that removes the complexity of running, say, ISIS or OSPF underneath. It's just BGP. Exactly. Sim- right? Simplifies the NOS. But I'm still running EVPN or VXLAN to do the overlay, where the LSVR sort of just addresses the underlay part thing, but you're still using BGP for the EVPN? That's right. And the other thing associated with the single protocol operationalization of that is the savings on OPEX costs. You just now have to deal with one protocol for all of operations related environments or requirements. One important thing I wanted to say here was that the protocol doesn't have to run as a single process. You can run these as independent processes and you can scale out as required as well. And so this comes back to how Arcus, in a previous show, we talked about how ArcOS, which is your operating system that runs on switches, which you've developed, that's your that's your product, is containerized. So that means you can scale the the containers running the routing protocol to as many, horizontally. Yes, that's correct. Um, not only can you run BGP as a bunch of processes, exactly as as a lightweight processes, if you will, within the ArcOS's operating system. The other thing I wanted to quickly point out with regards to LSVR is using the route reflector-like model inside a clause, if you will, or a controller-like model helps eliminate all the flooding problems that otherwise would arise from ISIS or OSPF, any traditional IGPs, because mind you, you are running over BGP here with LSVR, which is TCP-based. Uh, retransmission is already an in-order delivery of the packets is already handled by the virtue mm-hmm. of the fact that it runs over TCP. That's right. And of course, because you're using BGP, all the existing IPv4, IPv6, packet formats, you know, all that sort of stuff is all handled thing. Now, And and the other thing that I, I would note is that I, I didn't know a lot about LSVR and I went off and spoke to a bunch of people from the ITF about this. And one of the things that they said to me on the side is apparently you guys hired all the good programmers or something. How'd you do that? It's just good team um, <laughs> and a like, very well-experienced team, right? Yeah. One of the things that I, two or three different people said to me is that you guys managed to hire all the good programmers and um, it, that that should be something that really makes people stand up and take notice. Now, without getting too carried away and sort of saying, the interesting part about this is that this does, does differentiate you because Arcos is not the same as a traditional OS. Let's take a few minutes to talk a little bit about how Arcos is a brand new NOS and what's different about it. Arcos is effectively built from ground up based on our philosophy that we wanted to build a network operating system that is completely composable and and is based on a microservices-based architecture. One of the key things there is that not just is the architecture like that, you also have each of these containers that you referred to earlier has the ability to start, stop, update components without requiring you to blow the full OS away. So you have per container per process restartability. And you know the team that you uh, referred to has given us a strong leg up because we've 
been able to write the full routing stack that to to the need of the customers that have asked us to scale up and scale out and integrate with automated tools for streamlined operations. So you're not like some uh, other companies who've just taken a bunch of open source tools and then uh, welded them together to come up with a solution, perhaps. And that's I'm not being harsh on them. That's a perfectly viable solution. But you've actually said we want to start from the ground up with our own routing stack written by your programmers and optimized for scale and performance. Absolutely, because our customers are telling us that they're constrained both by the incumbent vendors and the lack of quality provided by some of these open source based integration point uh, software providers. So that's why we decided to tackle this problem head on with our experience from some of our past lives. So instead of, for example, going out and grabbing free range routing, which a lot of other people do, you just, you just written your own routing stack yourselves. Absolutely. And one of the reasons to also do that over and above what Murli explained was we didn't want it ourselves to get pigeonholed into one vertical um, and wanted us to expand into multi multiple different verticals, namely routing, uh, aside from switching, which uh, was a fundamental limitation, uh, at least from our perspective, when we see at some of these open source routing protocols or protocol switch that are made available um, out there. Okay, so we, we've learned a little bit about LSVR. We've learned a little bit about ArcOS, which implements LSVR. Do you have use cases about how folks are actually using this when they're building out their data center design? Oh, absolutely. So one, one good example is related to what we are launching now, which is our automated scalable multi-tenant EVPN VXLAN fabric. So you could run our fabric with LSVR as your underlay and of course BGP overlay. And now you have, as we talked about all of the benefits of uh, simplified operations, you can now build the highest fan out and high density um, fabric with the latest Tomahawk three base switches as your spine, Trident three base switches as your leaf. And then you can also take on other use cases that goes beyond just one pod you can go into multiple pods where you stretch a fabric with say a single data plane, but multiple independent control planes that could traverse multiple pods in a hall, in a data center hall. So what you're saying there, just to make that sense is when your network gets up to a certain size or scale, you're actually building multiple cloth switch fabrics in different parts of the physical building space because you just can't get, you know, once you get beyond 32 wide in a spine, you can't get any wider. And you're saying I've got a single data plane that is a single EVPN infrastructure, but where data can go transparently from end to end, but you've carved up the BGP implementation or the control plane so that it doesn't have to hold the whole load for the entire fabric. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And that and, means and, you don't need memory. You don't overrun the TCAMs. You don't have this, you know, all of these scale out problems. You've effectively broken it into different performance. Yeah. And another use case that, you know, we also support is being able to, if you have two buildings, for example, that act as your data centers and they need the ability to have some layer three services interact with each other. You can now build EVPN fabrics across those two buildings that have independent control planes, of course, and independent data planes and connect through WERF environments. So now you've optimized on resources. You've optimized on the ability to have your applications, L3 applications, stretch across these environments as well. Okay, so Karen Morali, if folks want to learn out more about Arcus or ArcOS, where should they go? What should they do? You go to our website 
www.arrcus.com, arcus.com. Follow our, us at Twitter at our handle, A-R-R-C-U-S-I-N-C, Arcus Inc., or on LinkedIn. And uh, I spent quite a bit of time reading up on LSVR. It's quite an interesting idea. If you, there's um, plenty of information over on the IETF data tracker. If you want to check that out, uh, links in the show note, as always, just to add on to that. And I think we might see if we can get a, something written up on LSVR up on Packet Pushes, I think, Drew. Yeah, it's an interesting protocol. I think it needs a little bit more examination. We can go more in depth. Mm. Well, Kara Morali, thank you for being on Tech Bytes with us. We appreciate the sponsorship. Uh, and of course, our listeners, we appreciate you listening. You can find this and many more fine, free technical podcasts along with our community blog at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on iTunes. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.